0: You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Utes. Plenty to get to ahead on this episode, but first things first, the most important question of the podcast, Brian, how was your weekend?
1: Always too short, Jake, but the good news about weekend's ending
0: is it means that recording for the Locked On Utah... Podcast is beginning. That means we are back. There's no doubt about that. Plenty to get to head on today's show. We're going to talk a little Utah football, as you would expect. An interesting ranking for Charlie Brewer from Pro Football Focus. We'll dig into that. Also, give some props to Britton Covey becoming an All American on the academic side of things, of all places. We'll talk about that as well. Of course, we'll continue with the 10 pack and talk about a big time commitment for the Red Rocks. So, plenty to get to ahead on today's show. Brian, who is Today's podcast brought to us by
1: Today's podcast is brought to us by the wonderful Locked On Pac-12 podcast, featuring host Cindy Robinson. She brings you the freshest of the fresh takes and the hottest of the hot takes, including guest appearances by me and Michael Luke, host of Locked On Wildcats.
0: Absolutely. Check that out, guys, wherever you get your podcast, just like this one. All right, without further ado, let's get into it here. This is the Locked on Utes podcast for July 13th, 2021. Once again, this is the Locked On Utes Podcast, your only daily podcast focused on all things University of Utah Athletics. My name is Jay Catch. That across from me digitally is my good friend Brian Brown, the brown bear in the chair himself. Brian, a lot to get to ahead on today's show, but I think the one thing we all need to find out about and actually request of our listeners is where we're standing in regards to to our listen numbers, not listen numbers, excuse me, our uh, r- ratings and reviews, excuse me. That's what I'm looking for the five star ratings as well as the reviews. We crossed the 100 rating and review threshold recently, and it's been absolutely phenomenal to hear people's feedback on the show. We added a few more over the weekend.
1: We did, yeah, we got two more ratings. So if we continue on this pace, Jake, we might actually get to 200 by next year. Sweet. That is
0: exciting. That is exciting. There's no doubt about that. But please continue to leave those ratings and reviews. And as always, there's only one thing we request, five stars only when it comes to your ratings there on Apple Podcasts. All right, getting going here on the podcast. Brian, let's talk a little Utah football. Pro Football Focus is a website I think both you and I frequent uh, to check out what they have, their analysis of players, games, and everything in between. And they put out their rankings for all 130 FBS quarterbacks And I got to say, Charlie Brewer checking in at number 71. What in the world is going on here? There must be a heat wave going on
1: wherever PFF headquarters are because they've been releasing some rankings. And I have to be honest, Jake, for a site that I use very often uh, to help me when I'm doing my evaluations and analysis, they've been really off lately on a lot of these rankings. I think this one especially, I... It's like blue screen of death in my head right now after reading that because it, some of it's right. Okay, the, you know, the, I think the basics, we kind of get the top 10, mm-hmm. but the the fact that Charlie Brewer, a fifth-year starter, is 71 it is wild, but even more wild to me is the fact that he's behind Jaden Delara, who only played in four games last year, and is ranked number 30th. Yeah. I just, and and look, we're all in this business to get clicks. We get it. You know, everybody's trying to generate conversation. And I guarantee you, there's probably a podcast on every single or a locked on podcast across the network that's talked about this at some point. Uh, And and so, good for PFF for generating that. I don't think that's their lane necessarily. My bigger issue is that what is it about Charlie Brewer that you hate so much?
0: (laughs) I, I wish I could answer that question because. I'm with you. He's a fifth-year a uh, fifth-year senior coming into the University of Utah. Just what a year and a half ago seemingly, two seasons ago, he was one of the best quarterbacks it felt like in the Big 12 when Baylor had a really big season. I don't think that necessarily anything he did last year at Baylor should have pushed him that far down the list, and I'm absolutely with you. Jaden Delora being number thirty, uh, I think. Isn't Jaden Daniels sitting right around where Charlie Brewer's at? Is he number seventy-two? I believe he's right behind him, yeah. which is just the audacity. <laughs> it's just see, and that for me, like I, I guess I do have to uh, question. Okay, is this more of a clickbait type of a deal that Pro Football Focus is trying to pull on people because? If you were to ask me, I'd have Jaden DeLora down at number 70-some-odd. I'd probably have a guy like Charlie Brewer as well as Jaden Daniels. I'd have them probably up in the 30s.
1: It's just simple... Common sense, really. And maybe that's the part of the equation that they're missing in their algorithm. But I don't and and it doesn't really explain in depth in, in the article how they came to that. They said it's part of their advanced database in addition to other factors, which usually to me means like, hey, we calculated this. It was super boring. We wanted to mix some things up. But at the same time, Grayson McCall is ranked head of DJ Uyonglele. And look, Grayson McCall, I think we all loved watch- watching what he did last year with Coastal Carolina. Sure. But if you're giving me the choice between Grayson McCall and DJ, I'm taking DJ 100 times out of 80. I'm taking him more than I can, Jake. I'm taking him even when I can't even pick him. I may kidnap DJ Uyonglele to be my quarterback if I have to, and that's the problem, I think, with this ranking. Keaton Slovis at 10 for USC, I think that's fair. He's returning, coming back into a system. We're kind of, I think, maybe some of this is is our bias being in the local market. I don't think either of us are super impressed by Keenan Slovis, but he is getting a lot of pu- uh, publicity as he makes it around, but some of the names on here are just crazy. I Kent State dus- Dustin Crum at 12. I've yeah. never seen Dustin Crum play. Um but it's just it's it's wild to me that that's where you decided to go with it. Mackenzie Milton at 16 for Florida State, another name that stood out to me. You know, Comparative uh, player, in my opinion, Brock Purdy, with Iowa State, is at 17th. What have Brock Purdy did that Charlie Brewer have not did, Jake? Yeah, Riddle me that.
0: Jeez, that's actually a great question. I don't know, man. I, I just look at this list, and I know that they're saying that this is not a list that's based on future pro prospects. It's all built on the current, like, in college. That's what it's built for, it's what Pro Football Focus is trying to do. But... I just find no rhyme or reason to any of this, because I'm with you. DJ Uyunglele, I'd absolutely take over a guy like Grayson McCall. Uh, Grayson McCall, like you mentioned, is a good quarterback. But Jaden DeLora showed nothing to me that makes me say, holy smokes, he's a franchise cornerstone type of quarterback for the Washington State football program. And oh, by the way, as far as I'm aware, he is still suspended indefinitely by the Cougar program for that DUI he picked up earlier in the offseason.
1: Yeah, we haven't seen anything officially that he's going to be back with the team, so that's a really strong one. I mean, you can go through this list and read it, but like Memphis's Grant Gunnell transfer from Arizona is ranked at 39 ahead of Charlie Brewer. That's just wild. Uh, we're not even going to talk about the 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 double ranking of Hank Bachmeyer and Jack Sears at 45 for Boise State. Pick a lane, y'all. It, it's just it's wild, and I think what it really illustrates to me is is whenever I talk about PFF. I say take it with a grain of salt. When it shows something positive, take your lap. Yeah, Celebrate the victory, right? When it tells you that your your team sucks or, or a certain position group isn't performing, I would dismiss it, to be honest with you, because there's not a real lot of variance, uh, in my opinion, to what they're doing. And this is becoming the norm across the industry, where PFF started out as they were the advanced statistical database place, and now they've kind of pivoted into this more, I don't want to say clickbaity, but like, they're trying to be so out there and, and uh, just edgy with their picks. And, and you know, I, I just... If, if I'm being honest, I think Charlie Brewer is probably in that 30 to 50 range. I think that's a fair ranking for him sure. coming into a new system, but he's going to be playing with a defense that he's never had before at Baylor. He's had a good spring to, to kind of percolate it. We still don't even know if he's going to win the job. There have been a lot of rumors circulating about the health of Cam Rising, and he's come on really strong recently. His arm is looking good. Threw up the picture of him throwing on Instagram the other day. So, there is that, but I think overall, like, this is a guy that has almost 10,000 yards throwing. I, I don't care who you are or what you think about total yards as a statistic. That's a a, a resume that is hireable way above some of these names.
0: Yeah, that, I'm with you on that. So, just one of those strange things. I, I, I don't get it, but nonetheless, I guess we'll have to have Charlie Brewer... Brewer go out and prove them wrong. Or, if you, like you mentioned, he gets beat out uh, by Cam Rising. Hey, it's obviously the best, best man wins the job. There's no doubt about that. Uh, one other note here on the football front, Brian, before we move on to other topics on today's show, is a tip of the cap and a congratulations to uh, Britton Covey, named a Kosaita All-American. And that is an academic All-American citation. And by the way, not just any, he's a first-team Kosaita academic All-American. So big up. To Britton Covey,
1: yeah, Utah's eighth Academic All-America first team selection, which is a credit to the university. It's a, it's a credit to the program, the emphasis that they place on academics for a lot of these kids, and and they have to to compete in this conference. But I think more more than anything, it just it it solidifies Britton Covey as this state's favorite son and this fan base's um, beloved, uh, and just also is is another honor to go with. Uh, all the hard work and effort that he's put into doing what he what he does and and that's excelling at pretty much everything he does so yeah. even Playing in the Utah Social Open.
0: (laughs) No doubt about that. So congratulations once again to Britain. All right, coming up next, we'll switch gears, talk a little Utah running Utes basketball. As our countdown through the 10-pack continues, we're talking about one of the bigger wins in the entire, uh, it might be the biggest win in terms of just the sheer magnitude of the victory for the running Utes. We'll get to that here in just a minute. First, though, Brian, let's talk about a company you and I both have used their products. That's our good friends over at Made in they do both cookware as well as kitchen utensils, knives in particular. They're absolutely phenomenal.
1: One of my favorite things to use is my Maiden knife, Jake. And, and I've got to go to the website and get a couple more because it is so sturdy. It's easy. Uh, cleans up nicely. Does a great job. I cut everything with it my veggies i I trim my meats with it. it it's reliable it comes in a great package they clearly put a lot of time and effort into that and it is just a really phenomenal piece of equipment if you like to cook you need to get to made in and check out their stuff high end high quality i love the knife because it fits in my hand nicely when you have big meat hooks like i do that can be a problem from time to time but it also feels Really high quality. It's a heavy knife, but not too heavy. Um, you know, they find that way of straddling that balance. I don't know how they do it. There must be like magicianry going on over there or something.
0: <laughs> No, they do a good job. All of their products are made to last. They offer a lifetime guarantee. They've got 28,000 five star reviews, and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at Michelin starred restaurants around the world. Guys, right now, Made In is offering all of our listeners 15% off your first order with promo code LOCKED ON. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Made In products. Go to MadeInCookware.com slash LOCKED ON and use the promo code LOCKED ON for 15% off that first order. Once again, that's Made In Cookware dot com slash locked on using the promo code locked on made in better cookware for better meals all right folks it is that time right here on locked on we used to continue our look back at the first decade of pac-12 membership for the university of utah we call it the 10 pack here brian and i talking about the top 10 moments or maybe a few more of the greatest things that the University of Utah as an athletic department has accomplished outside of football let's make sure we get that out of the way I know some people have questioned well why are you not talking about the football moments we're doing the non-football moments here and today's selection is one that I believe might be the biggest win in the entire run of the Pac-12 so far for the running Utes that being the victory over the Duke Blue Devils back in Madison Square Garden
1: it was a big moment I think in Utah basketball Lower at the point at that point in time, uh, back in December of 2015, the program was still in its ascension mm-hmm. under Larry Kriskoviak, and it was a huge win. I think it was one of those games that a lot of people had circled as wanting to go out and watch it, wanting to experience. It was in the mecca of basketball in Madison Square Garden against the elite of the elite in college basketball with Duke.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Duke was so, so good. well, Okay, let's be honest. Duke has been good for many, many years. Uh, Coach K, by the way, I wish him well as he finishes out his run with the Blue Devils upcoming here. But that win, Utah beating them, by the way, on the biggest stage probably in basketball in New York City inside Madison Square Garden. Not many other venues, I guess very many bigger venues that you could go win and just absolutely announce yourself. And I'm with you. It was part of when Utah was still on the Ascension under Larry Kraskoviak. And it's seemingly unfortunate that they never were able to really build off of that Ascension. Because it seemed like, and we've talked about this already on the podcast recently, Brian, it just seemed like things uh, just did not pan out the way that we all assumed they were going to during this period. Speaking of the 2015, 2014, 2014, 2016 period you thought that okay larry kriskoviak's got things figured out we're going to see the recruiting continue to flourish but it just never ultimately panned out and it's just one of those crazy things to me that you can have a victory like this that we're talking about today but then consider what just five years later larry kriskoviak resigns from his position
1: yeah and it was uh, such a bumpy ride after that they talk about um, in the recap article, as, as I was doing some research on this, it not necessarily being a revenge game for the, the loss to Duke previously in, in March Madness, but it did kind of feel like that a little bit, and it felt like that team was starting to make that ascension, and you were starting to see um, some real emergence. That Duke team was laden with NBA talent, but so was Utah, right? You had Dakari Tucker, you had Jordan Loveridge, you had Jakob Purtle, Kyle Kuzma, uh, a lot of good Utah stars on that squad. For for Duke, you uh, had quite the uh, lineup across the court with Brandon Ingram, uh, I believe it was uh, Mason Plumley, or Marshall, excuse me, Marshall, Marshall Plumley. Yep. It's hard to keep them. They're like it's okay. M&Ms. Yeah. There are just a million of them out there. Uh, Grayson Allen, it, uh, Luke Kennard, for Duke, it, it was a pretty loaded roster. Uh, they only went seven deep for that game, which, looking back on it, I think that Utah probably wore them out a little bit. Um, but that was a loaded roster for the Raring Utes with Pirtle, uh, Kyle Kuzma, Jordan Loveridge, Zoe Bonham, Brandon Taylor, uh, Bacott Champman, Chris Reyes, and Dakari Tucker. Uh, and really kind of built perfectly for a Larry Criscoviac team. Not a great outside shooting night for the running youths that night Mm -hmm. as they shot (laughs) 16.7%, but led by a Herculean effort on the part of Kyle Kuzma, who was 9-for-19 for for 21 points, had uh, eight total rebounds, had a really nice assist there at the end to uh, excuse me. Uh, who had 19 points, 14 rebounds, was an absolute beast on the defensive boards.
0: Yeah, it was one of those nights that, yeah, you did not shoot it well. But luckily for Utah – Duke was atrocious from the field, 29.9% just overall shooting, they shot a little bit better from three, 28.6%, but just not a good shooting out for them, Utah to their credit did most of their damage inside the arc, 45.2% overall in the night, that's going to lift you to that victory, and it did take overtime for Utah to win that game, but when you go and beat the number 7 team at that point there in Madison Square Guard, man, that just it screamed like the Utes had arrived, that's what it just felt like, because as you mentioned, you Jacob Pertle had 19 and 14. Kuzma had 21 of his own. So they combined for 40 points in the front court for Utah. It's just. I think back on that victory, and just it, it's baffling to me that what we saw then versus now we're turning the page into a new era of Utah running youths basketball. If you were to talk to somebody, I think the night this happened, and say, hey, by the way, in 2021, you're going to have a new head coach. Uh, Larry Kriscovia is going to have stepped down. It'll be a whole regime change there at the top for the running youths. I think you would have been like, yeah, that's funny, dude, but be, be real with me.
1: I don't think you would have ever expected it to have turned out the way that it did. Uh, you know, maybe there are coaching changes made, right? But that sure. at that point in time, it did feel like the program was was just starting to make its, its ascent. That particular day, I think, is is fascinating new history. And and if you ever had the opportunity to do a thirty for thirty on on something like Utah uh, history of Utah athletics, that would likely be the day that I would pick to do one on because <laughs> earlier in the in the day there was a uh, a happenstance, perhaps maybe an event. I don't I don't remember uh too much about it but it seems like there was maybe a uh uh, a contest somewhere jake any 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 recollection on that one i do recall that one
0: um apparently a certain team had they been given you know four or five more minutes may have won that game allegedly (laughs) y'all know what we're talking about
1: yeah the the las vegas bowl where it was supposed to be this epic matchup and and uh you know, turnovers definitely the score story of that game. Turnovers and perhaps attention span, maybe. Uh, yeah. But it was a thirty-five to twenty-eight victory for the Utes in football there in Las Vegas. What a game that was! Just absolutely out of control, fun for Utah fans. Uh, I think a very typical teaser for BYU fans, right? Where it was just so close, yet still so far away. Hey, they need—they only needed five more minutes, Brian.
0: That's all happened. they
1: need, just five more minutes. Sometimes I'm the same way, Jake. I just need five more minutes, and that's 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 the only thing that's separating me from uh, you know being on first take tomorrow is five more minutes. So, um, but a really fascinating day to look back on. That game, it was ugly, and I remember being so exhausted after watching the Las Vegas Bowl and just kind of sitting there watching this and being like, well, at least I don't have to get too emotionally invested. And sure enough, those – Pesky running youths, uh threw it into overtime, and it, it was uh, quite a big win, but it felt even more so like it was a monumental day mm-hmm. for the athletic department because in one end of the country, you just dominated your rival in a bowl game, a game that had been hyped up, full house there at Sam Boyd Stadium. On the flip side, your basketball squad was out in New York, and had just you know knocked off. Uh, the blue blood of all blue bloods in college basketball. And so I think uh, definitely a great moment, great day for the athletic department for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we'll continue to break down these great moments. We're almost done with our the 10-pack for the non-football moments. We'll break into the 10-pack for the football moments once we're done. But, these are some fun things to think back on, Brian. It's just it's just fun to recollect because it seems like almost yesterday these things happened. But it's 2015. It's what almost six years in in the past. Just crazy to think about how quickly time flies. But nonetheless, fun moments all the way around. All right, coming up next, we will wrap up this edition of Locked On Utes with some great news for the Utah Red Rocks. We'll get to that here in just a moment. First, though, let's talk about Brian and I's favorite snack. And Brian, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I I have to say, built bars, they've become my favorite snack. Absolutely. Would you agree with that?
1: I'm going through a withdrawal right now, Jake. We've talked about it. Like the grasshopper cookie flavor has been in my consciousness for a while now. And I'm just waiting for those boxes to get here because it is my favorite flavor. It is my favorite snack, like you're saying. It's, it's the perfect carry over if you're looking to eat a little something in between meals if you need a little something before you go to bed it's got that good way good quality whey protein in it it's a low calorie snack Uh, it's a good meal replacement or if you're a like an intermittent faster Mm -hmm. it's a good way to break your fast just introduce a little protein into your system get that body and that that metabolism going and again like we talked about High-protein, whey protein, that good-quality whey protein, and then without a doubt, the best-tasting protein bars on the market.
0: Yeah, we love them. Uh, I know, Brian, you're still waiting on your uh, your Grasshopper cookie flavors. I'll drop some by to tide you over until you get yours, all right?
1: I, I will trade you Fur Pelts and <laughs> Gold and Riches in mass for well, such a generous contribution.
0: You guys don't have to do that yourselves, though. You can go to built.com right now, and while you're there, you actually can save some money on the best-tasting protein bars ever by using the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Get 15% off your order. It's a great way to give built Bars a chance, save some money in the process, and if you're like Brian and I, you will absolutely love them. We truly believe they will become your favorite snacks. So give them a shot. Once again, that's built.com, promo code LOCKED15, and get enjoying the best-tasting protein bars with Built Bar. Before we go here on this edition of Locked on Utes, Brian, let's switch gears and talk a little Utah gymnastics. The Red Rocks pick up one of the bigger commits. and Okay, big commits in Utah women's gymnastics are kind of synonymous with one another. It seems like every year they're bringing in top talent, but it's not every day you're bringing in a gymnast From across the pond. That's an Olympic gymnast from across the pond, might I add.
1: Apparently, if you're the Utah gymnastics team, all you do is win, win, win when it comes to recruiting Olympian gymnastics uh, participants. And Emily Morgan, a a very subtle announcement, uh, was committed to Cal, supposed to go to the Golden Bears, Decided that she was going to come to the University of Utah instead. Have to wonder if maybe some of that was connected with Michaela Skinner's announcement uh, that she was re- retiring from college athletics and wishing her the best. She's had an incredible uh, recovery I guess is the best way to put it in and, and from all the traumatic events that she's been through with having the Olympics postponed mm-hmm. and getting COVID and ending up in the hospital uh, and to be able to overcome all that and continue on the course that she set for herself to make the Olympics and, and compete truly a credit to her. She'll graduate from the university of Utah and move on with her life and just feels like one of those great representatives. And now the red rocks get an opportunity to add another amazing gymnast in, in Emily Morgan.
0: Yeah, Emily Morgan, she has got quite the resume. She is the bronze medalist at the European Championships. Uh, Like I mentioned, she's headed to the Olympics this year. She is part of the Great Britain's Olympic team. She'll be in Tokyo competing there. This is another phenomenal pickup for the Utes. You and I have talked about in the 10-pack in particular. We talked about that second-place finish. It was in 2015 when they made that second-place finish in NCAA Championships. You add athletes of this caliber, speaking of Emily Morgan, that's going to raise the expectation that you at some point here, and, and it's just me speaking here, I guess, I'm expecting that at some point in the relatively near future, we're going to see the running Utes, uh, well, not running Utes, but the Utah Red Rocks back on top of the gymnastics world and, and I mean, literally winning it all. I, I think if you continue to bring in athletes of this caliber, there's no reason to believe that they cannot accomplish that.
1: It does feel like they've really loaded up and, and- stack this roster with talent returning a lot of uh competitors from last year's squad which was already well primed but they're adding even more and i think it's a good quality mix uh emily known a little bit more for her artistic style and format i think uh also brings a little bit of uh juice to the program in terms of uh having a profile she was a star on the cbbc show Gym stars. I have no idea what CBBC is, Jake, but I'm going to go ahead and say if you're on a TV show, you're probably a little bit more famous than you and I.
0: And there's no doubt about that. I, so congratulations to Emily Morgan. Congratulations to the entirety of the Utah Women's Gymnastics Program. Like Brian said, they're just stacking this roster and looking forward to seeing how they do. By the way, all the gymnasts are headed to Tokyo, hope that they do well. And obviously, once they finish up action, they're coming back home and competing for the Utes. All right, Brian, any final thoughts from you of wisdom or nuggets you've got for us before we go?
1: Like chicken nuggets?
0: Sure. Nuggets. Yeah. That works.
1: Uh, Listen, man, if you're not going chicken nuggets for dinner, then uh, I got
0: nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Chicken nuggets sound delightful, actually. So let's go ahead and enjoy some of those. well we'll stick
1: with the old standby jake the be well stay well do well we always wish our our best to everyone out there who listens uh want to thank everybody shout out to our good friend cycling ute uh just always mindful of that guy he's he's so good to interact with us uh also shout out to a good friend of the program Stephen Mm hagland uh we'll get around to to shouting out some of those readings here soon as well and Maybe tease a little bit of a big surprise tomorrow. I don't know.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll. we'll work on that. So stay tuned, folks. Enjoy the whatever's left of your day whenever you hear this. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there. This has been the Locked On Utes Podcast for July 13th, 2021, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.